opportunity to just delve into your word on today. I pray that my speech would not be with the enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of your power, Father, that they see all of you and absolutely none of me. Father, I pray that your word goes out and it touches, it penetrates the heart of everyone that is in this room and those that are online that have the opportunity to listen to it. And Father, that it will be the change agent, that one thing that takes them over the hump, so to speak. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So today, I want to share with you something that has been stirred within my heart. Uh, As a parent, one of the most important things we want our children to know is that we're with them, that they have that comfort, that that resilience in knowing that irregardless of what's going on in their life, that we are with them, that we are nothing more than a phone call away to come to their, their aid, their rescue, so to speak, and we'll always be there, nothing about that would ever change. And so on today's message, I want to share with you that just as a parent, God has that same desire, that love for each of you. He wants you to know that he is with you, that he is nothing more than a shout away, a prayer away. And you have that confidence, that boldness in knowing that God the Father is there with you. And so today I just want to encourage you. So it's a, a message of encouragement. There's one major point that I want to get out to you guys, and that's just that the Lord is with you. Amen. So I don't know who needs to hear that today. I don't know who needs to be encouraged by it. But to tie, the title of today's message is that the Lord is with you. So in case your neighbor didn't hear that, you can reiterate it for him, okay? So our text today will be in Genesis 39, 1 through 5. And it reads, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which he had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. And so if you would be so bold, you could put your name where it says Joseph, that the Lord was with Marquita. You know, so you want to make this personal. And it says that he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he put into his hands. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. When I was asked to minister today, I asked the Lord, what would he have me to share with his children? And it was almost immediately, you know, let them know that I'm with them. Somebody here needs to hear that today, that the Lord is with them. And so as I quieted my heart, the Lord began to reaffirm that this is one of the benefactors of being careful to obey. So when you're obedient to what the Lord has asked and called, called, called of you to do, he's with you. 
You know, you've aligned your life, you're doing the things that he's asked you to do, and everything that you go through, every circumstance that he has promised that he will be with you, just as he was with Joseph. And so as you read through the first five verses of chapter 39, there is just so much richness within those five verses. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But before I do, I want to tell you how Joseph got to the place that he's at now. So we're in chapter 39, but if you look back at chapters 29 through 30, we, you see that his father, Jacob, Mary, he meets and Mary, the wife of his dreams, Rachel. And so by the time you get to 35, she passes and she leaves him two sons. You know, you have Joseph and you have Benjamin. But then when you get down to chapter 37, by this time, Jacob now has 12 sons. And Jake, Joseph is the second youngest. He's not the youngest, but he's the second youngest of the 12 that he has. But he's also the most favored of the 12 sons that Jacob has. And so when you look at just the big picture, you see that Joseph was favored. He received the coat of many colors, and his older brothers don't much care for Joseph. But in addition to being favored, he also has these dreams. He's known as being a dreamer. And he's sharing these dreams with his family, saying that there is going to come a time where I will be in a position of power and you all will bow to me. You know, while his father never said anything about it, he ponders these things in his heart. And so if you can imagine at 17 years old, you're receiving these dreams from the Lord, that you're going to be in a position of authority and that your family will be subject to you. Imagine how that comes out of the mouth and the heart of a 17-year-old. Imagine the spirit in which he is relaying this information. And imagine how his brothers is feeling like, really? We go bow to you. Are you serious right now? You know, and they're feeling some kind of way. So it's not just the dreams, but it's the fact that he's favored. His father looks upon them with great favor. He does things for him. So at this point in chapter 39, you know, we're leaving. Uh, we're at that point where his brothers has had enough. They say, you know, enough of this. And so they decided to do something about it. This makes me think of a few weeks ago, I had my niece over, and the boys, they were all playing and having a good time, and I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner, and I tell Stanley, I say, Stanley, go tell them to wash their hands, you know, so they can get ready for dinner. He said, Mommy, am I in charge? And I said, well, well, sort of. He said, cool. So he walks into the other room. He said, listen, put that stuff away, and they look at him and say, you not the boss? He said, Mom said I am, so I'm in charge. Put the stuff away and go wash your hands, and you got to do it quick, you know. So at the age of five, you know, he felt a little bit of empowered that he went into the other room and he started commanding some things to happen. And so if you look at Joseph, who's a teenager, he's immature. Think about yourself at 17. If you were given a dream that the Lord was planning to prosper you at some point in your life, you begin to take that to your head, so to speak, and you begin to speak some things, and not knowing in your ignorance how it comes off, but the point of the matter is, I'm going to be great one day, and y'all go serve me. That's, that's the whole point that he was making. And so, as we look at chapter 39, with that particular perspective, you see now his brothers are agitated. They've been dealing with it for quite some time. 
So not only are you arrogant about being in a position of power where we'll be your subjects, but dad likes you more than the rest of us. And so they decide to put him in a pit. And they put him in a pit. There was really no plan. And then some people were coming back, so they decided to sell him into slavery. And so if you imagine at 17, he's in this pit, not sure what's going to happen, not sure how long he's going to be there. And then some people walk by, and then they sell him. So now he's traveling a long way from home. And he's alone. He's feeling betrayed. He's feeling, you know, like, Lord, why'd you let me down? You told me that this was going to be what my future looks like, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. You know, and he's wondering, how did I get into this place, you know, that I ended up in a pit? How do I go from knowing that I'm going to be in this position of authority someday, and now I'm in a pit, and now I'm being sold off into slavery? So... I would like to imagine that in that moment, while he's, he's sharing his heart with the Lord and he's pouring it out to him, you've given him in his dream, you told me that this is what my future looks like, that I believe the Lord began to minister to his heart. I believe, in my own sanctified imagination, that Isaiah 1 and 19 comes to mind, that he begins to tell Joseph that if you're willing and obedient that you should eat the good of the land. And at that moment, he's so discouraged because he's trying to figure out what is going on with my life. Just in the instant, it takes a turn just like that. He goes to the pit, and then he's being sold off to some people that he does not know. So on this morning, I'm here once again really to just encourage you that the Lord is with you. Even in the pit, Even when it goes from the pit and your circumstance begins to rapidly change and it seems like the Lord doesn't understand, I'm here to let you know that he is with you. He's here. He sent me to to give you this message to say, do not be discouraged. But if you be willing and obedient, you should eat the good of the land. Amen. And so he begins to just ponder these things in his heart. And so it begins to make me think about a moment earlier this year, probably a year ago from this time. uh, Stan and I went to a trip. We went to Florida, and we left the boys with some family. And we got a report back that Marquise wasn't handling the distance so well from, from us. And so they told us that while he was at school, his teachers took the initiative to print out a picture, and he would nap with this picture He would take the picture out to recess, you know, and things of that nature. And so on the screen, you see a picture that he's doing his seat work with the picture of mom and dad. And I like to say that just like my three-year-old, sometimes it's comforting to know that the Lord is with you. And so even in school, he's went through this routine time and time again. But every now and again, he could walk to his cubby. He could pull the picture out of his cubby and sit it with him because he just needs to know that we're with him. Amen. And so every now and again, you're dealing with some circumstances. It feels like things are just so dim, but it's encouraging to know that the Lord is with you. You can walk into your prayer room or even into that that chair that you sit in. You take a breath and you just need to know, Lord, it's so chaotic right now. But I just need to know that you're nearer now than you have ever been before. And so 
every now and again, you need to know that the Lord is with you. And so just as my baby, every now and again, his teacher say if he's having one of those rough days, he's over and, and snatch his little picture out and he'll walk around with it. She said it gives him a renewed confidence. Amen. And so there's a strength that begins to take place within you, a boldness that you have to know that the Lord is with you. You begin to handle the situation just a little bit different. Amen. And so I think I like the way David says it. So if any of you know that David is my absolute favorite Bible character, when I get to heaven, he's the first person that I want to meet. And so when Psalms 23, 4 and 5, it says, Yea, through I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen. And he says, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before the presence of my, in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, my cup runneth over. And so I think when I was taking the time to study verse 4, just kind of was on repeat in my mind, you know, that yet though I walk through some struggles, some issues, my pit-like situations, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. Amen. And so in Deuteronomy 31 and 8, it tells us, And the Lord, he said that he will go before you and he will be with thee. He will not fail thee, neither forsake thee. Fear not, neither be dismayed. And so here it is, another verse of encouragement for you. You put that in your back pocket. You can pull it out whenever you need to. When you're in that pit-like situation and you need to know that the Lord is with you. I can't speak for anybody else, but in my family personally, there are some things that we're believing God to do. There are some mountains we're expecting the Lord to move out of our way. You know, there's some things we're wanting to be torn down, okay? And so Satan would to distract us, discourage us. It calls us to believe that what he has promised is not going to come to pass. I would imagine Joseph was feeling the same way. You promised that I would be at the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And at this moment, he's probably feeling his lowest of low, and you're probably in that midst of it right now, you know, and we've dealt with in the past two years some of the most interesting times that we could ever describe, you know, for some of us happened. COVID happened to us, and for some of us, we happened before COVID happened and took place, and so it kind of caused some things to be downtrodden for us, but I'm here to tell you that the Lord is with you. Amen? He is with you. And so when you look at Genesis 39, 1 through 5, once again, I just want to take some time and look at that with you. And we'll start at verse number one. It said, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which he had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And the master saw the Lord was with him. And the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him. 
and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put into his hands. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in the house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. So I want to share with you today six benefits of God being with you. Six benefits. Six benefits. Number one, prosperity. You will be a prosperous man or woman. Will you take a look at verse number two, and it says that the Lord was with Joseph. And then he says, and he was a prosperous man. And so that's an encouragement to you that as the Lord is walking with you, prosperity is in your future. And for some of us, prosperity looks like many different things that can come packaged in many different ways. But when you are walking with the Lord, when your life has aligned with him, and if you are careful to obey the things that he has asked of you to do, you are prosperous. You are going to be prosperous. And so we see that with Joseph. I believe in that moment where he's in between the pit and going off to a strange land that the Lord began to show him just that dream once again, just as a way to encourage him, to buffer him, that things are going to be just fine. And we see that immediately after he was sold into slavery, it says the Lord was with him and he was prosperous. Amen. Number two, it says, um, number two, the open hand of God will be on you. The open hand of God will be on you. And so others will see that the hand of God is upon you, is upon your life. And so when you look at verse number three, it says that his master saw that the Lord was with him. How many of us would like it to be said that as we're walking around in the fruitfulness of what God has promised to us, that people notice the hand of God is on our life? You don't have to say a thing. People will call you blessed because they see the fruit of it in your life. And so his master saw that he was a blessed man, a made man, so to speak. And so early in the year, not sure if you guys are familiar with Jerry Seville, but he prophesied that this would be the year of the open hand of God. Amen. So how many of you received that, the open hand of God, that he's pouring out some things amongst you, that he's already figured some things out while you're trying to work it out. He's got it figured out and he's pouring out some things upon you in great measure and overflow. You don't have room enough to receive it. The Lord is already beginning to shift and do some things on your behalf. And so I pray that you can receive that on today, that not only will you be a prosperous man and woman of God, but people will see the hand of God on your life. And so what a beautiful way to work out your fear, your, your salvation with free and trembling to know that God is with you. Amen. And so number three, success is in your future. So we see that in verse three, part B of verse three, it says that God made all that he did to prosper. That mean everything that came into his hand, that it was fruitful. 
Amen. And so we know in God's words that it says that everywhere our foot may trend and our hands will touch, that it will be blessed. And so there is success in your future. So whatever that field or industry that you're working in, if you are into landscaping or if you are a doctor, know that your, your hands will be blessed. Because it says that whatever was in his hands, God made it to prosper. Amen. So think about what the Lord has placed into your hand. So if you're a baker, you do hair, know that the Lord is going to prosper you. Amen. And so you'll, you'll be successful in whatever it is you endeavor to do. Number four, favor. You will have favor in the sight of those in whom you serve. So many of you are working for different organizations, and wouldn't it be wonderful that your manager will see that there's something particular or great or wonderful about you, and the favor of the Lord will just go before you and begin to open doors that you couldn't have imagined have been opened. And as you continue to read the story of Joseph, that's exactly what happened to him. Once he got hold to the fact that the Lord was with him, and you read the rest of Genesis, it begins to show you that he went from the pit to the palace. He ran into some issues, but even in the midst of that circumstance, he was still prospered. He was still favored of the Lord. They still seen the, the hand of God upon his life. And so he wound up being the head of the state, a governor, when it was all said and done. The highest of the high. There was nobody higher than him, than Pharaoh himself. And so you can't tell me that the Lord isn't going to do great and mighty things in and through you. Amen. Amen. And so number five, promotion. There's promotion in your future. And so when you see verse number four, it says that he found grace in the sight of his master that he served, but he made him overseer. So it wasn't a role that he had to seek out for. He didn't have to apply for it. He didn't have to know somebody that knew somebody because he knew the almighty king and the Lord began to prosper him in ways that he didn't know was at all possible. And so he didn't ask for the promotion. He was just elevated. So how many of us in the room will want to just be elevated because you know the Lord, because they see the, the fruit of your hands because they see the Lord is already doing great things in your life. And so this reminds me of Acts 7 through 10. It's uh, the book of Acts is where Stephen is given his great sermon. And he begins to testify about Joseph in particular. So I have it in the CSB. They may not have it for you for the screens, but it says the patriarchs came, became jealous of Joseph and sold him into Egypt. But God was with him, and he rescued him out of his troubles. He gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who appointed him ruler over Egypt and over all his whole household. So I'm here to encourage you, let that be what others testify of you, that they see that the Lord is with you, that they see that you are favored, that you have the wisdom of God that is carrying you through. Amen. And so number six, the blessing. I know you all are excited about the blessing. We did a great study about the blessing. Pastor Stan pumps us up with knowing about the blessing. It's like getting injected and it just gets you all pumped up and rattled up again. And so the blessing will manifest in your life 
there's something ringing up here. That the blessing will manifest in your life. And so Proverbs 10 and 22 says it this way. The blessing of the Lord make it rich. And he added no sorrow with it. Not just in your life is what I want to add. But in the life of those that you serve and you fellowship with. And so if you look at the life of Joseph and just those Five scriptures at the the top of chapter 39, it says that he, the Lord was with him. The master saw that he was with him. But then it shows us, which is just some goodness here. And it says, it came to pass that from the time that he made him overseer in his house, that all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for whose sake? Joseph's sake. Amen. And it says the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And so Potiphar, the guy he worked for, when I did a little digging, he was considered probably in our day a police officer. Okay. And so he was not only blessed in the house, his dwelling place, but in his field and the place that he worked at as, a, as an officer. And so it shows that because of his association with Joseph, he was blessed. Not only in his home, but also in his work and the things that he did within the field. And so I just want to encourage you today that the Lord is with you. He has promised that if you are careful to obey what he has asked of you to do, you shall eat the good of the land. You will be prospered. The open hand of God will be on you. You will be successful. You will be favored. You'll have promotion in your future, and you would experience the manifest blessing of the Lord upon your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so as I close, I want to give you another verse of scripture, which is Joshua 1 and 9. And it says, have not I commanded thee to be strong enough, good courage. This is my encouragement for you for the week. Your dose that will boost you up. Be not afraid, child of God, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you wheresoever you go. So as you're walking throughout the week, remember Joshua 1 and 9, that wherever you go, God has promised that he will be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I pray that you all got something out of today's message. I pray that it blessed you. I pray that you are encouraged that despite your pit-like situation, despite of circumstances that would to knock you out, despite of your troubled child, troubled marriages, issues on the job, the Lord has promised that he's going to be with you. And just as he took Joseph from the pit to the highest peak of his career beyond what he could ever imagine or even think. He is the same God that can do the same thing for you. Amen. So I pray that you are blessed and encouraged on today. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Um, Before... Um, I make some other comments. We just want to pray with you. And so if every head would be bowed right now.
and every eye closed in prayer. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord, the Lord is not with you, you can change that right now. We are here to serve you. We are here to help you experience a better life. And it begins with Jesus. Whether you're visiting, whether you're online, if that's you and you want the Lord to be with you, then I want you to say this prayer. I want you to mean it from your heart. And he will be with you. If you're here and you want to rededicate your life to God, maybe you've gotten away from him, you're saved, you know him, but you haven't been living like it. The Bible says that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Pray this prayer. God will get you right on the, get you right on the, the right track, get you back on the right track. In the name of Jesus. Congregation, I want us to support those that may be praying this for the first time or may be praying this to dedicate their lives to God on this very special day. If you're online, I want you to say this out loud with us as well. Everybody say this. God in heaven, I thank you for this message. To know that you are with me. That's what I desire. So I give you my life. I do believe Jesus is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but I believe he's alive. Come into my heart. Come be with me. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all I've done, all I've said that would disappoint you. And I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, according to your word, I am born again. Heaven is now my home in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands and thank God for those that just gave their life to him.